Happy Tuesday. Why, good morning, everybody. It's the 25th of June, 2019, and we are smiling from ears to ears. <laughs> from ears to ears? Mm-hmm. Your ears, oh, my okay. ears. All of our ears. Well, there's four ears in the room. Okay, I just was concerned about you for a second. <laughs> thought I had four. No, we have, we have four okay, ears here. Okay, to all of our ears, we're yes. smiling. Yes. I'm not going to say I'm smiling from ear to ear, but we're smiling okay. from ears to ear. I, I'm with you now. Okay. It's the 25th of June, and that means that yesterday was our golden anniversary. Yes. And so we're smiling from ear to ear, or yeah. from ears to ears. So <laughs> it wasn't our gold anniversary. I know there's like all those things like a silver gold stationery. Right. I don't know. But... It was our golden anniversary because we were married 24 years on the 24th. I don't know if everybody does this, like, with our kids. This has always been a big deal when they turned the age of the day they were born. All of them haven't gotten to do that yet. Poor Sunray and Reapy have a, some miles to go before they sleep because they have the 30th and the 31st. But... Everybody else has made it there, but now we've made it to our golden anniversary, That's 24 right. on the 24th. That's just so slick. It is slick. It's interesting that that 24, it's like a number of the royal priesthood. And mm-hmm. Of course, the gate of the firstborn, gate of covenant, and we're just grateful that uh, we get to celebrate things like this. And so we've got lots of smiles and just joy and happiness. And Yeah, 24 years is, is no joke. No. I mean, it's not, and so, <laughs> and in a good way, I mean, it's, you know, when you stand there and you say these words for us, we we wrote our vows, which I was thinking about it last night, I was doing a post, and, you know, like, if I didn't do what we do, of course, you know, I would write wedding vows. It's like, my favorite thing, ours were very, like, they'd be so much more elaborate now, they were yeah. very, <laughs> Very simple, which was perfect because, you know, those three lines that we said, they have been a heart full to live out faithfully. And so maybe it's better that we didn't. I might should apologize to the people I ran vows for because I gave them a lot to accomplish. Ours were easier to remember. That That was the key. Yes, nobody was... We weren't repeating. We were right. just saying them. Yeah, we didn't have anyone guiding us through that. <laughs> right. So, you know, on a wedding day, it's not like you can remember a paragraph. I could never have remembered a paragraph at that time. So right. three small sentences that we had tattooed in our hearts was the way to go. Well, if we ever do like a re-covenant or anything like that, I'm going to write vows and they're going to be awesome. Pages. Yes. Like, people will get bored. They'll be like, oh my I got Lord. this place. I got to be because they're so blocking. locked. My goodness. Make it stop. So if we invite you to that, you probably should say no. <laughs> Just don't go. <laughs> You'll be there for a very long time. In a good way. In a good way, yes. Well, we are just back from travels. Yes, we made our second trip to California in two weeks. Second trip in two weeks. And it's interesting because uh, this is June, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Oklahoma, June is historically um, 
and I'll say this jokingly, a warm month. Mm -hmm. That is to say that our temperatures would normally be between, you know, maybe 95 degrees, let's just say, and extremely humid. So that's Fahrenheit. I, sorry, I can't translate, but really hot. So upper 30s or whatever and in Celsius. But it is, it is not that at all. In fact, it's been in the 70s, which is just yeah. hilarious to me. So amazing. So we went to, went to California. The first time we went to Napa, you know, it was really hot, 105 Fahrenheit. And then we went to Southern California and um, where it might normally be a, a little bit warmer and it was very cooler and we had uh, lots of um, clouds and then we, we on our day, third day we had a act of faith and went to the beach on a cloudy day and that was the day that the in the middle of our little time at the beach the clouds disappeared and it got blue sky and sunny and it was a glorious time so. yeah and we got to be with our son toggle and his love yana and our sweet little bird india and just had the sweetest time we did and we're so grateful to have two children that are expecting and so yes. that means that we have six grandchildren now yes and that's just crazy for 24 years yeah i am just waiting for names so i can get stockings for the mantle and yes so you have priorities straight <laughs> i do i do it's all about it's all about that well as um as I was just sort of spiritually landing from our travels and our flights that were back and forth to California twice, Papa began speaking to me about two things. First of all, just the fact that we have this incredible um, technology of 2019 that we get to fly places instead of um, walk or horse ride, right. <laughs> uh, those long distances, and um, and also just how um, all the things we've been talking about in the last few two gathers, there's been a lot of movement in the spirit and a lot of um, pressure on um, from the kingdom of selfishness. There's just mm -hmm. been a lot of pressure and a lot of, I think, attempts to bring harm to God's people. And, um, and Papa has been walking us all through that. And I think what we'll find is that the ripples of that go out and many begin to feel that pressure. And um, what we found is, is that when we um, chose to remain faithful and true to Papa and what he was leading us through, that our enemy uh, would flee and um, that the, these words for um, traveling long distances at great speed and um, fleeing are actually similar words in Hebrew. And so Papa took me on this little journey and um, showed me these two words from Leviticus 26:36 about um, taking flight and fleeing. And, um, and so 
it's really cool because there's a covenant to fast travel. Fast travel sounds like a rock group. But anyway, <laughs> fast travel, which would be kind of the biblical version of flying. Mm-hmm. Because um, when a person would would fly on a horse, that would be um, their version of flying. And so we have that same concept in English, which is, you know, not as sophisticated <laughs> as the language as Hebrew. But, but bless us, um, it's the same concept of a fast travel. You would flee or, or you would fly on, on a horse. Flying on a horse is simply riding very quickly. And so you're covering a great dist- distance in a shorter amount of time than if you're trotting or, or just walking with the horse. And so um, these words in Hebrew are nous and uh, menusa. So it's the same word with the, with the same root, just expanded. Mm-hmm. But what Papa said is this. When in Manusa, when we take flight, so when we um, fly on a horse, when we travel quickly versus when our enemies uh, flee, uh, have very similar impacts to us. And there's a real gain that we get when we travel places that he sends us and we go and um, we go quickly and there is a, a similar gain when we not, you know, I hate to use that word resist the enemy and it will, the enemy will mm-hmm. flee, but instead saying when we're true to who we are, then selfishness flees from us. And so this word um, noose basically says when we are true to who we are and the enemy flees from us, every time that happens, our tent pegs expand. Mm. We actually gain ground mm-hmm. when the enemy flees. And, uh, and it's, it's a whole new angle it's on so just good. looking mm-hmm. at the enemy. We have been true. And so it's like every time we're true to who we are, every time we're faithful, choose Jesus to be the faithful and true inside of us. And we remain when the pressure comes from the enemy camp to move us away from who we are. When we hold steady, we actually gain the ground that the enemy um, came from. Because the enemy left something and we gain that ground. Um, so it tried to move us. It's like Haman and, and uh, Mordecai. The enemy tried to move us, Mm -hmm. and when we were unmovable, the enemy lost the ground that it had. So our tent pegs expanded into that ground. Mm -hmm. And that's such a victory. It's like, come on, Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know? How cool is that? So through noose, you know, which is also, in English, we hear of a noose. We think of the hangman's noose, which is what Haman brought to Mordecai. He brought uh, a... um, he brought uh, a hangman's noose to hang Mordecai, and Haman ended up being hung on the very noose that he brought for Mordecai. And it's the same thing. That word in Hebrew is nun and vav, and so it's the expansion of our tent pegs. And then uh, menusa is when we uh, are sent by God to a place, and, and when we are sent by God to a place, we fly to that place, we've traveled quickly, we've traveled fast. And menusa uh, is the same noose, so the nun and the vav are in the middle, but uh, it begins with mem and ends with hey. 
And this is what Papa says, the covenant of Manusa, when we travel to places that he sends us, that this stretches the womb so that it can be more fruitful. It's like the womb has a greater capacity for birthing things because we uh, were sent to a place and went to a place. We, we quickly traveled to a place that Papa sent us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Manusa, Mem, Nun, Vav, He is, um, is us being sent to a place. And because of that, we have stretched ourselves and our womb has been stretched for greater fruitfulness. So in every way, this root of, of flight is a gain for us. You know, whether it's the enemy being um, being thwarted mm-hmm. in an attempt to take from us, mm-hmm. or whether we respond to Papa and go to a place, in either case, either our tent pegs have expanded and mm-hmm. we've gained territory, or our womb has stretched and we've gained capacity. We can now give birth to a greater uh, harvest because of our response to Papa. Mm-hmm. So I just, I'm on this 25th of June, I'm celebrating today mm-hmm. that over the last few weeks, this is the fruit of what we have walked through is that our tent pegs have stretched into the ground mm-hmm. that was attempted, that attempted to take from us mm-hmm. and our womb has stretched and we have a greater capacity for fruit. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I think it really is a celebration when we gain capacity. Um, that was what, what was said of the Israelites in that season of the midwives, which was an entire generation, was they they grew in tight places. You know, they expanded, they took ground, and they took it by this fruitfulness that they lived out, you know, and... It was more people for sure, but it was it was just this faithfulness to where they were and allowing Papa to move them, allowing themselves to be moved, which you know has been kind of a a theme for us since um, winter tea. If he moves us, we can move each other and we we grow together in capacity and those bound those you know, boundary lines fall in pleasant places, those places where the enemy was and he no longer can be because we're there. And I, we had the great gift of getting to go see Fiddler on the Roof um, right before we left for California. And uh, we that is just a favorite mm-hmm. of us. And we've watched the movie for many years, but we'd never seen the live um, musical and it was wonderful, and I was just watching with a different context um, this time. As often when you watch things again and again, you see it differently each time. But, um, you know, I love the tradition song. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and just especially the, when they're singing, they're doing the dances, and the dancing was amazing and all of that. But um, I really saw this time in watching it, how God was hounding Rebtevia <laughs> and really the people of this community with his goodness. And sometimes we don't 
recognize that goodness, but he was truly showing him everything he clung to but God. You know, and so all of these these things that he had, his family, his home, you know, all of those things, it seemed like there was all this oppression and all of these things, but um, he was really causing the enemy to flee. The Lord was really causing the enemy to flee um, so that they could expand. And, you know, they ended up expanding into a whole other territory, but you know, some of it was his, his daughters. And the truth was they each found true love. You know, they each found love and that's, they weren't being taken from him. They were being given to where they belonged, you know, and, um, there was just so much richness in that story of where it could look like this oppression, but it was really the beauty of being pursued by God's goodness You know, I'm not going to let you cling to anything um, that would keep you from moving when I invite you to move, that would keep you from being moved, would keep those tent pegs from expanding and that womb from growing and that fruitfulness coming. And um, so I kept, I was just really um, undone by God's faithfulness to this family, though, the circumstances, kind of like the midwives and the Israelites, and, you know, they're, they're birthing in the midst of oppression, but they multiplied, they expanded, they grew, and they grew, you know, they had no idea why they needed that growth, why they needed that expanse until they needed it, <laughs> which is so often the case. And so it was just, I was really impacted by that and just um, something we've been talking about is we feel that, um, you know, prodding sounds like a not fun word, but it is, you know, to expand for the tent pegs to go farther. And and when that's happening, um, the Lord will reveal everything that you're clinging to that's causing you to be weary. And it's so easy in those moments to just start cutting things out. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. But what he always does is he adds to us first. And when he does, when we respond to what he's doing right now, what he's saying right now, what how we're experiencing him right now and let it change and challenge and grow and expand us, we find we have less room for the things we aren't supposed to be holding on to. And that's the pursuit of his goodness. I'm going to show you all of the things that keep you from this fruitfulness, all of the things that even keep you from faithfulness. I'm going to reveal those things to you um, so that you can grow, so that you can go farther. You just extend you extend the original blueprint, you extend the or the design of my heart and the design of you. And um, so we've just found ourselves being quite grateful for all those uh, moments. And there have been a lot where we're getting invited to respond to something and it's so easy to begin reacting to the things that we already have 
um, that we feel like we have to do, you know, that we we can't let go of. But as soon as we start responding and taking hold of Him right now, we'll find we don't have room for those things any longer. And that's His goodness. And we we can breathe. We can move. We can be moved. We can move each other in that. Um, and there isn't a loss at all because if those weren't the places we were supposed to be, then there's only going to be fruit from being where he's sending us, you know, from taking that land more. So, um, so in that I, I've been in John 17 and just really captured by a lot of it. And I'm actually doing a word study through it and I, I've just begun it. So I, I don't really have a lot of that to share, but I, it was just really captured by the very first line. After Yeshua had said these things, he looked up toward heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. And later, you know, after he's, um, this, this comes after he spent his time alone with the disciples and he just really is entering into this powerful intercession. And we have the Lord's Prayer, and I would call this like the prayer of our Lord, you know, because this was just His his passion for us. And um, anyway, I just, I was so moved by that He looked up toward heaven and, and said, these things to his father because he's facing this time that is only going to expand everything. Like the tent pegs are going far with the cross, you know, know that wood of the cross is going to the four corners of the earth, you know, and, but in those moments he has to really walk this out. He has to walk out this journey. It has to be tangible. It has to be flesh. It has to be in an earthly form. And so he's got to experience everything. And so it would be so easy to, you know, just bowed his head and closed his eyes so tight and, and kind of shut everything around him out. But instead, and, and we see this many times when he prays, but he looked up and he just had himself in this position of awe of being invited to this, you know, to even be able to say, the time has come. Like, he needed to declare that. He needed to agree. And he did it with such beauty. He did it just face to face with his father. No... um He's still man, but the things of man didn't wear him out. They didn't wear him down. He is there standing in this purpose for mankind, for humankind, and just bold with beauty, just, you know, knowing that this intensity is coming. He, he doesn't know fully what it's going to look like, um, but he's accepting everything that causes the kingdom to grow for it to expand and and then he just talks about that 
um, that he, he gave us, he gave mankind his word. He gave them his living presence. Like he, he gave them a life to live, you know, he gave us a life to live. And, and he talks about that he, he was set apart. Like he made this choice to be set apart for holiness and holiness is God's will, God's way. And that in that, we would be, we would make that choice too. And just watching how he chose the cross, you know, in that moment and, and just how he wasn't going to let a moment be wasted. He was going to live life. And this is a phrase that, that you've been saying for a few months now that has just really impacted me we can live life or life can live us. And I feel like in this moment, it was such an intercession that we would choose to live life, that we would not be lived by the world. And and this is where it even speaks that um, he's asking for us to be not taken out of those places that cause us to grow, but that we'd be perfect, protected from the evil one. The evil one would have to flee because we're there. And so he doesn't ask for us to be taken out. He asks for us to be set apart, to be the ones that do God's will, his way, and that that is going to be how people come to know him. And he's he's speaking to those who know them, know him right then in that moment, but also he's speaking directly to those they're going to impact and who are going to come to know him because of these followers and and he does the same for us. He knows every one that we're going to impact and that these tent pegs are going to be expanded. And he he's praying for us on this journey. And it's just, it's really impacting me every bit of care he took on our behalf so that we could walk this journey faithfully you know, that we would let go of everything that separated us and just be so drawn near to respond to everything that he has done for us that enables us to do all he's called us to do. Yes, and amen. Yay. Yay. All right, well, we are off to the day off to the day to live it <laughs> and uh we we have two construction projects going on we beat them both <laughs> we got them done got done before before they got here and poor jack you guys can pray for him <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of places to be right now <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> and he's kind of pouty and lamenting and <laughs> it's a limited life right now yeah yeah not so, for long though yeah but his but truly his tent pegs are going to expand once it's done. So I, I know it. Yeah. Yes. So we'll be heading to two gather a little later. It's doxology night, 24-hour prayer, and so it's awesome. Yay. Yay. We will talk to you soon. Bye.